When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Grab a seat, or we'll sweep you off your feet. We move, we groove, you got mail. Ease your legs, rest a while, all you gotta do is smile. We're swell, can't you tell you got mail? When the show begins, you better hold on real tight. Or before you know it, you'll be high as a kite. Take a break, settle down, we're the only show in town. It's our own, don't you know you got mail? Give it up, don't think twice, we're a hurricane on ice. What the hell, give a yell, ring your bell. Show and tell, Mademoiselle, give a smell. You got Mel. You've got Mel. That's awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> this, show, this show is all about you. And, uh, uh, okay. And uh, Anne, so um, you have many hats. You're a woman of many hats. And even a shaitel from time to time. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I could use one. It does help with the hair care in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have bad hair days and I have no hair days. Okay. It, I bet you you're a little more comfortable than me, though, so you win. I, maybe I'm less religious than you are. Uh, I don't measure such things. <laughs> we'll leave that to anyway, somebody else. Somebody, to, somebody more comfortable than I. And hmm? you are. You are an author, an illustrator an artist and an editor and an art director oy vey i don't have any more fingers on my and hand. a and a grocery shopper and a mother of three kind <laughs> of horror mm-hmm. so um yeah we can speak a little yiddish today uh we could try i'm not sure i could catch up my parents would use yiddish for so that i wouldn't understand so uh, i know about i know about you know the four key words like chutzpah and kinderlach and I don't know. Cholent. <laughs> Cholent is good. Mm-hmm. Cholent actually appears in my new book. Uh, oh. in, in your honor, I've written for the first time in my life a uh, manuscript for Jewish kids. Oh, that's so nice. It never happened before. So start at the very beginning and then we'll just go from hat to hat to hat. Okay, sounds great. Which hat do you want to start with? With Anne. Um, okay. I live in West Hempstead. 
I, as I mentioned, I'm the mother of three kids, but I'm not sure I could call them. No, no, start at the beginning. I was born. Oh, I got to start back then? Yeah. (laughs) I was born a girl child to my parents (laughs) a while back in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Uh, My dad is, they both thank thank God still living and healthy and happy, uh, about a mile from me over there. And they, uh, my dad was rabbi. Yeah, it's that way. (laughs) My dad was the rabbi of our community. Um, And uh, I don't know where else to go. It's hard to think back that far. Then I, then I, I can say that my first artistic memory was in kindergarten when I drew a bird and everybody told me that I was, it was such a great bird. And like, that's vividly in my head, remembering everybody liking my bird. Um, and then fast forward, I went to Stern College, Yeshiva University, and I majored in art. And after, and while I was at Stern, I interned at DC Comics, where they whoa, killed- Whoa, 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 hold on, we're going to <laughs> We're going okay. to Okay, okay, so, so slow me down, ask me okay. questions. Okay, um, what were you like as a, as a five-year-old kid? Uh, I always loved to draw. I still, I, I, it was a big drawing. Okay. Was always you, a big went, you went to Stern College, which is a religious Orthodox, place. Orthodox place. Yeah. And I didn't know that they teach art there because, you know, there's all kinds of constraints on religious they, artists not to draw <laughs> pigs and not to draw people and not to draw chvezvos. Okay, so then I guess the place is not that orthodox because I drew lots and lots of people and was not thrown out. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I had occasion to draw a pig, but I don't think I did. But it wasn't a religious decision to not draw a pig. Um, so, I mean, they, I guess you could, there was limits in that when we drew for models, they were closed. They didn't do uh, new models. Sorry to hear. Uh, yes, and then, very and disappointing. <laughs> Later, I went to the School of Visual Arts and I did get to draw naked, naked people. And I have to say, I prefer them with clothes, <laughs> personally. Okay. And in, <laughs> I, I've never had the experience, so I... Uh, mm-hmm. So and, uh, and you also became a professor. You also taught the art at college. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was an uh, adjunct professor at Stern College for one semester and I loved it. I had such a good time. My students were awesome. And I got to talk about art with people who cared about art. And so- Why, why only one semester? You were too good? Uh, because then I got a job <laughs> at Beerman House Publishers and became the, an editor. So today you're, you're an editor of Jewish children's books? Mm-hmm. And you I get am. Paid, you get paid for that? Yes, they pay me. It's amazing. That's- that, no, that's that's remarkable. So I yeah. mean, my my listeners are all, all going to know um, how to how to write a, a Jewish theme book that might be acceptable for Jewish publishers. Well, there's a lot of different Jewish publishers, so acceptable. Oh, well, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Oh, okay, sure. Somebody said I bounce around, but I have to keep keep us on. So you're, a, you're being a shar. Okay. I have to keep <laughs> us on a trajectory. Okay. Okay, so um, so what is and basically a author, an illustrator, an artist? Where is your first hat? I'm a storyteller, okay. and the storyteller telling happens through art and through words and through collaboration with other authors 
And that is the big bucket that everything fits into. I tell stories with pictures and words and other people. <laughs> okay. So that you, all comes together. You sent me an incredible book, like the colors of, of Genesis. Oh, that was, I really am proud of that one. Here, I can open up, have, hold on. Yeah, you should have these books around. The show is about you, right? Yeah, here Great. you go. This is Creation Colors. Talk about the creation of Creation Colors from the beginning to the finish. So that, you know, that is such an interesting question to me because it's actually a book that I did backwards. Usually the way a book is, is, is forwards, you, you make a story as an author, I have the author hat on. And then when you make the story exactly the way you want it to do with words, then you pass it over to the illustrator and I put the illustrator hat on and I draw the pictures. And then the editor tells me to fix everything. Um, <laughs> that's a big part of the process. Okay. But this way I went backwards because um, my husband had a business trip to Barcelona. And I said, you're going to Barcelona? I shall visit you in Barcelona. So I went for a very quick trip. It was like two or three days to just meet him. And the colors in Barcelona just filled my eyes. The art, there's a lot of Gaudi. There's a lot of beautiful um, detailed mosaics and tile work. And it just blew me away. And when I came home, all those colors were still in my head and I made a series of seven paintings using kind of that inspiration. Because to me, when I saw the cut, the, the tile work, it kind of inspired the paper cut because they're both shapes and broken down pieces. So, so you were inspired by, by Gaudi? By Gaudi, and, yeah. And did you go to the cathedral? I did. You did? It was actually a funny experience. Because so you're, you're, my you're husband, not all, you're not all that or, orthodox. I know, I know, I know. It's I'm a faker. No, but it's not. <laughs> no, listen, you're, went, my, you're, you're my kind of orthodox. Then. Don't get me wrong. We, we went to the cathedral. It was actually we. It, it's actually the most Jewish moment I felt on that trip because my husband kept on his kippa and I had my like tourist baseball cap, and they kept coming to us saying, "Could you please take off your hats?" Ah. you're in a cathedral you really need to take off your hats and then we kept having to explain to them for religious reasons we keep our head covered and they were completely confused because no 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 for religious reasons you take your hat off and we're like no 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 for religious reasons we're keeping them on and you know and it just felt very jewish and we felt very proud and we kept our hats on so but um yeah i saw the cathedral but i also saw all the i mean he's there's a the um the park the park gel the yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous. And it all fed my brain. So I made the art. And um, after I made the art, I looked at seven huge paintings and said, hey, that could be a story, you know, this story. Yeah. So I wrote the story, the words to go with it. And then can, it, it can, can you can you show us some of the amazing double spreads? Sure. Uh, you want to pick a day? <laughs> I'm going to uh, let you do that. Let me pick something that'll look good on screen. So I like, here, can you see this? Well, yeah. Let me yeah. So it's a combination of paper cutting and paint and a little bit of digital work as well. Here, let's pick another one. Here, for our multicultural times. Yeah, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, this so is day God number crea six. God created, you know, man and woman, and then he created everybody else too. Day, day number, <laughs> that, that's good. And, and the rest of us. Yes, in all shapes and sizes, with hair and without. <laughs> so the, the book is incredible. Thank uh, you. Who, who published it? Apples and Honey Press, which is uh, an imprint of Behrman House, which is my other hat. <laughs> so did you have to pitch your own story to the place where you work? Absolutely. And I pitch and I pitch and I pitch and more, way more often than not, I'm rejected. Even though they're my friends and they're lovely and they're nice to me, they'll still tell me, uh-uh. <laughs> Okay, so I, that, in fact, that, in fact, I when I pitched this initially, it was rejected, and then I made more arts, and I said, "See," and they're like, "Oh, yeah, okay, it could be a book." <laughs> so they reject me on when, a regular basis. Okay, but now you've got Mel. But now I've got Mel, and now I've got a book. It's incredible. <laughs> when did that book come out? It's gorgeous. Thank you. It was, uh, I think, it's 2019. I'm gonna check. It's hard to keep up. Uh, yeah, 2019. And, and the, the remarkable thing about it is that the Christians and Muslims also believe in these seven days of creation. Mm -hmm. And the message so. is universal because it's about finding, it's about seeing and appreciating the colors around us in our everyday world and realizing that they're miraculous. It, it's, it, yeah. it is a wonderful book. Thank you. If that is the only thing that you've written, then, you know, it's it's really... It's, it's really incredible. And I'm very if, proud of it. And if I were very, very religious, mm -hmm. then I, I, you know, there's a little bit of um, playing with the Bible. And, mm -hmm. and I, I do love it. Well, it's this, it is the main story. And then I'll say that I, I made my own midrash, right? Exactly. You so I, I, I you, but you it, it doesn't tell the story incorrectly. It just adds. And it's you tweak the story. Okay. No, I, I, no listen, different I, words. I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I do think it's authentic, though. I don't think it's like off the rails. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. if, if there is a God, I'm sure that he or she or them or whatever is very happy <laughs> mm -hmm. with that because that's you know that has like a there's some something divine in that type of writing. Right. Well, uh, yes. I mean, I retold the creation story through the lens of color. Like on day one, God creates black and white. Now that's not how Bereshit or Genesis tells it. So that, so I'm tweaking, but I'm not wrong because he did create black or she uh, created black and white I, on day I, one. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a rabbi. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, in case anybody's listening, that, that is going to be like, oh, she messed with the Bible. Now she'll know. Now they'll know how I messed with the Bible. <laughs> but you, you, you messed well. Thank you, sir. Uh, and most, most of you've been involved in dozens of books, mm -hmm. uh, and many of them as an illustrator. Mm -hmm. Are there any that you're particularly proud of? Um, creation calls I'm very proud of. As an, Ill, I mean, I'm proud of one that I didn't illustrate that I just wrote, which was called uh, Judah Maccabee goes to the doctor which was, I did, I don't know if you remember, because now we're all in Corona, but a bunch of years ago, there were measles outbreaks. And there was a lot of discussions about um, anti-vaxxers and people who are vaccine resistant. So 
you know, history repeats itself. And so um, I wrote a story about a boy who was scared to get his shot and has to overcome his fear. And the way he overcomes his fear is that his parents tell him if he gets a shot, it will protect his little sister who he loves um, because she's too young to get a shot. So then he gets very courageous and he gets a shot. So I'm proud of that too because of its message. It's lovely. And I can imagine Judah Maccabee 2000 years ago. Uh-huh. Right, this brave warrior who was probably afraid of something, spiders, you know. <laughs> Maybe it was spiders. Probably they, it was They didn't have vaccines then and millions of people died. Right. Good thing we have vaccines. Yeah, and amazing Israel's the uh the king of the vaccines right now. Well, you know, we get them from Pfizer, let's face it. I know, but you get them and you give them. That's pretty uh, remarkable. Yes, I'm completely vaccinated. You can come have coffee with me anytime. I'm coming as soon as they open the airport. <laughs> By the way, we're going to have a, a, a children's book writer conference here. Very nice. Well, there uh, usually is the SCBWI one. Yeah, no, but we're going to have one, an international one. Very and, nice. And you're going to come. That sounds wonderful. Because, because you're also sponsoring it. <laughs> no, somebody's sponsoring me. Exactly. <laughs> somebody's so, sponsoring me. <laughs> so Anne, so Anne, let's now let's now talk a little bit about being an editor while you are an author and a, an illustrator. Mm -hmm. This is intriguing. Yeah. So how did you get this job? This is a dream job. I'm I'm very fortunate, and um, it was actually funny how I got the job because I was looking. Sorry, I have to turn off my ringer here. I apologize. You can um, I was looking for work because my kids got big. They're uh, 16, 20, and 22 right now, so they're taller than me. Kanahara. Kanahara. And so, you know, your kids get big and you're like, oh, I should have a, a, a real job. <laughs> so I was looking and I had an interview at a different place and they asked for references. And so I called, um, I had done a book with Dina Neusner as an author illustrator. Um, so I called her and said, would you be my reference for this other job that I'm interviewing for? And then she said, sure, I'd be happy to, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, I thought to throw in, Beerman House doesn't happen to be looking for people, does it? And she said, as a matter of fact, <laughs> they you were. Gotta be, you gotta be kidding. Nope, that's how it happened. So I sent a resume and then they interviewed me and then they gave me an editorial test to see how I edit. So they like gave me something to edit and then they liked how I did that. And then they interviewed me some more. And then, and then uh, amazingly they hired me and I've been there for eight years now. It's been a really good run. That's incredible. So it is incredible. as an editor, do you, are you like an acquisitions editor also? Do you get to- decide? I am on the acquisitions team. Um, no one person, at Beerman, it's a small place. It's a very collaborative place. So no one person makes the decision. It's a meeting and we all sit in them. It's actually several levels of meetings because meeting one um, is me and Dina and my colleague, Aleph. Um, we all sit, we read, we talk, we decide, and then whatever we uh, like and really think should go for it, we refer up to the publisher, David Beerman, who makes the ultimate rubber stamp. So we each have to, we each weigh in and, um, and that's how we do it. 
But so I'm part of that team. But that's just a small part of my job. Most of the most of the job is working with the author to get their manuscript into ship shape, going back and forth. And then after that, finding an illustrator for it and working with the illustrator to go back and forth. Because it's a small publishing house, mm -hmm. uh, are you constrained as to which illustrators you can use, how much you can pay them? Yes, it's called a budget. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're definitely constrained. I would love to hire all the Caldecott winners and uh, they're not, it's not gonna happen sadly. But what I do love to do because I have a limited budget, the limited budget is a function of the fact that we're a niche publisher. So, you know, um, a Hanukkah book will only sell so many copies. There are only so many Jews who want one compared to the rest of the Christian population in the United States. So um, that's what informs the budget. But the, what I really like to do, and I've done this several times, is I find an artist who has extreme talent and it's like they're, they haven't done a book, but I see an amazing portfolio and I swoop in <laughs> and we illustrate the book or one book or two books together. And then we're priced out <laughs> because they, they grow and we can't afford them anymore. You, you, you swoop <laughs> in and then they take off. And then they take off. But it's I'm very proud of it because I, I get to work with these amazing, talented people. Can, can, can you and name, them, and, I'm sorry? Can you name one or two of these people? So um, David Matram. I'm not even sure. Dave Matram did um, Oyve Life in a Shoe with us. And it was uh, he did a spectacular job. And then he went on to do bigger and better things. Um, now, actually, I think he's an illustrator. He's a, a designer at a... Where did he go? Like Google or something. I can't remember, what, but I don't, but it's not Google, something like that. Um, um, now I'm blanking. Yeah, Google, on the spot. Google. Yeah. I'm trying to think. You, so you specifically want illustrators that we no longer can afford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just had the experience this week. Um, Jen, I can't, uh, I'm blanking on her name, so forgive me. But she illustrated, we have a new book that was for Purim called Queen Vashti's Comfy Pants. Yeah, I saw it. And, ah, so the illustrator for that just told me we can't afford her because I wanted to do her for a second book. But she's already taken off. She found but, uh, comfy but she did a fabulous job with it. So I'm glad we got her while we could. And what I, what I love about, uh, about your publishing is, is this kind of irreverence that it, the books don't have to toe the line, whatever the line is. Mm -hmm. Well, we toe the line of what matters and, you know, I think the underlying Jewish values are, are being towed, <laughs> but we do play with the traditions to tell those stories. So here's my, you know, I, up until last month, I never wrote a story that I knew had anything to do with, with, uh, with Jews or Judaism. Mm -hmm. um, I guess all my stories have to do in some way, but mm -hmm. I find that, and tell me if this, if this is, if I write, if I say, okay, I have to write a story for Hanukkah, mm -hmm. I'll write a story for Hanukkah, I'll send it to Anne, Apples and Honey will publish it, mm -hmm. and I'll have a, a Jewish story. Yeah, can't, you know. all, all the stories I wrote like that were, were halushes, they were lousy. Um, then you didn't find the right story yet. No, I found a month ago, but 
I'm saying that when you have like a, 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 a end in mind, you know, I'm going to write a story about Purim. Now, what am I going to write about? I'm going to write a story about being a good uh, older brother. I, I don't think stories are born like that. I think stories are born many, many ways with many different people. If I look at my own books, you know, I told you this one was backwards. I was inspired by the art. Hey, but don't, the Judah, don't Maccabee, the Judah yeah. Maccabee story came because of the whole controversy that inspired it. No, but so, and that's what I'm saying. It wasn't yeah. like you, you woke up in the morning and say, I'm going to write a book about a uh, Judah Maccabee. It came from somewhere else. That's what the point I'm asking you. No, but I like, there's a book I have called Noah Swimathon, which is about a, a boy who learns to swim. And that story came because I woke up that morning and said, I want to write a book that takes place in a Jewish camp because um, I worked in a Jewish camp and PJ Library was looking for camp stories, I happen to know. And I knew that that's where a lot of Jewish kids today spend a lot of time and have a lot of memories of. So I'm like, I'm making a Jewish camp story. And then I said, okay, what's Jewish about camp? And then I thought, well, what's a big deal in camp? And swimming is a very big deal in, in Jewish camps. And what's Jewish about it is tzedakah because they do a fundraiser every year as a swimathon. So that became the book. But that's what you just said doesn't happen. It sometimes happens. Sometimes it's horrible and sometimes it works. But I think that's with everything. It's kind of like with dating, right? Some people meet at a bar and some people meet on a blind date and some people meet on a... You can meet your bashert many different ways, and then there could be bad dates many, many ways. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe it's a personal thing. I think, but as a person, I've done all different ways. I think it's just a being open to the story from wherever it comes. That's lovely. Yeah. But maybe there's people that say, you know, uh, somebody needs a story about so on. But I, I'm not those people. So, but maybe okay. there are people like that. Yeah, and a, some a story, people. A story, a story has to come to me, like your story about Barcelona or yeah. your happenstance uh, uh, uh -huh. dream job. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a, a believer in, uh, you call it bashert, in, in, in yeah. writing out of, not having a purpose, but all of a sudden an idea comes to you, right? And then you find the purpose while you're writing it, so it doesn't. Right doesn't hit the kids over, you know, obey the Shabbat or whatever, you know. Right. So that's actually a, a really interesting idea because so like if you take the mitzvah of tzedakah, if you wait to be motivated to give and when I have a giving feeling, that's beautiful. But sometimes you just have to give even though you're not in the mood. Right. You just yeah. have to. You just, Right. So sometimes it's not just coming and you have to force it. Or you, at least you have to try to get yourself there. I it's think very, that's it, like, I think it's a yin yang. I think they're both. It's so interesting. It's yeah. so interesting because I waited my whole life to be able to write for kids um, so that I wouldn't have to, you know, be a scientist and write exactly mm -hmm. this or that. Right. right. But I guess everybody has a different way of looking at it. And that's really spectacular. Yeah. yeah. And I think different, and again, I think like some of my stories are like this. I'm like, I'm going to write a this. And some of my stories are, it feels like a blast from, you know, out of the blue. Well, we'll, we'll, talk, on, we'll talk about this more when we do our one-on-ones. In the, in the meantime, in the meantime, mm -hmm. uh, what advice do you have for writers 
uh, for uh, illustrators who want to get traditionally published? What are your secret uh, advices? Well, so the advice for how to get published or the advice how to be good at what you're doing? I'll go with the be published because that's usually what people want to know. No, um, I, no, no I, I think that you should do both of them. No? Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, the biggest advice I have in terms of your craft is to just, you know, if you're, if you're an artist, keep drawing. It's like that old joke, practice, practice, practice. That's how you get to Carnegie Hall. Um, just keep drawing and keep drawing and, you know, continue to explore. Don't think that you're locked in. You're not done. You could always do something different. You could always do something a new way. And there's always learning. And once you're, you know, you're like, oh, I draw like this and you're done. It's a little bit, um, you've lost something spontaneous. So just always be open and, and keep creating and keep saying, hey, I'll try this, I'll try this. Um, in terms of being published, I like to recommend that people join groups like the one that you've been forming and, and, and get colleagues because you'll, you'll find things out from, from your colleagues, from your friends and from speakers. Um, in, there's an organization called SCBWI, Society of Children's Books, Writers, Illustrator Group. They're fantastic. I think you should, anybody should join them and, and, and go to some of their lectures and use their materials and their resources. Um, the Jewish Book Council has a wonderful uh, session once a year. Um, and that's a great thing to attend, particularly if you're interested in Jewish book writing. Uh, so just, and Highlights has all these classes and sessions. I think some of them are going on right now, actually. So I just would encourage people to not just sit home in their room by themselves, but to get out there and meet other people who are doing what you do and uh, to hear from the people who you want. Like if you go to these conferences at SBWI, you hear from art directors, you hear from editors, and you could get a sense of what they're looking for. Um, so that's my biggest advice is to get out of your, get out of your house even if it's on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you get out of your house even even on Zoom. Yes. Yes, that's great. I just, you know, I just participated along with, I don't know, 5,000 other people in the mm -hmm. SCBW. Uh, oh, I was there. We should have said hi. <laughs> you and me and 5,000 other people. Yeah, did you like it? Uh, I haven't listened yet because I'm in Israel, you know, so. Um, oh, yes. I, uh, I, I said hello to everybody. Nobody saw me, nobody heard me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, uh, I listened to one talk and I, mm -hmm. I have till the end of the month to listen to all the rest. Yeah. So, and, and so is, um, is Bierman looking for great stories? Always. How Apple do they come from agents or directly from the slush pile? Uh, both. We read everything and everybody gets a response, which I don't think a lot of publishers are doing these days. So you will hear back from us. It might take three months, it might take five months, but you will hear back. Um, so listen, uh, can you post a, a link or something? Yeah, because, I'll say it out loud and then I'll there's, post there's, it. There's many hundreds mm -hmm. of writers that watch these interviews. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. some of them are going to wa want to write about Purim and Hanukkah. Okay, that's the website. I'm putting it in the chat. You don't have to do it right now. Oh, well. I and, just... and, no, this stays up. <laughs> Okay, good. The link stays up on Facebook and then I make good. a copy for you. I'll put it in the comments. And I'll you, put can it share it, you can share it with the Ganze Mishpoche. Excellent. And um, listen, I, I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. This um, is, it's, I love talking about what I do with people. So I, I thank you for inviting me. Okay, we've gone over half an hour. Do we have five more minutes? 
Let's do five more minutes if oh, you want. Okay. It's up to you. No, because you're busy. I'm, I'm. Now I'm busy and I'm also very aware that I'm fascinating, but I don't think I'm that interesting. <laughs> like I, I like, trust I think shorter interviews people are more interested in. <laughs> no, trust me. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why you're interesting because you have so many hats mm -hmm. and because you have a real bubbly personality. Thank you. And because you do what we don't do, which is actually you see the whole process. I know. And that's really helped my being an editor has really helped. They like feed each other. Being a, you know, being an editor and working with I got to I get to work. I did a book with Eric Kimmel. I did a book with David Adler. I did a book with Barbara Diamond Golden. These are the gold, silver, you know genius platinum writers for of Jewish content and I get to see their process and they're kind enough to you know go back and forth with me and we work together and uh, it's it's an amazing education and you are an incredible person just from the interview I, I can't wait to actually meet you in person me too and I hope this happens uh, quickly um, Amen, <laughs> uh, amen. Um, and um, so, my last question in these interviews is about the Beatles. Really, you'll yeah, have you to like play the, more. Do you like the Beatles? Of course. Do you, have a favorite, do you have a favorite Beatles song? That's like saying, "Can you choose between your children?" <laughs> well, I'll tell you. See, I always. I'll go show, with "Twist and Shout" at the moment because that's the mood I'm in. Okay, that, that's a that's a good choice because <laughs> you haven't seen the interviews, mm -hmm. and at the end of the interviews, I ask my guests to sing a little bit of their favorite song. Uh oh. And nobody's ever picked "Twist and Shout." So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ankovsky. No, I'm not going to torture your audience and have me sing. No, please torture. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you have found my. You have found my humble line. You have found where I'm going to be too self-conscious. You're going to be the first person. Here, I'll go talk. like this. Okay. I dance. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, you uh, should I'll... sing. Twist and shout. You can answer. Twist, Twist and, and shout. shout. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come <laughs> on, out. Yeah. You know you twist real good. Here, I'll do those shampoo. You know you twist real fine. You're very good. See, that's why you want people to sing, because you're good at it. Of course. <laughs> you know, it, it's your show, but I'm I'm the host, you know. Excellent. And I you've done to... a very good job. Thank you no, for making me feel well. And welcome. nobody pays me to do this. It's a labor <laughs> of love. I got to love it, right? I think it's brilliant. You get to like have conversations with like, it sounds really fun. And and believe it or not, you are one of the most incredible people that I've had on the show. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. And you are splendid. And um, you're going to get my, uh, my my story one of these. Days. I look forward to it. I, I look Listen, forward to it. Thank you so much for being on You've Got Mel. Now Absolutely. Go, go and make more books. Thank you, Ann Kofsky. Okay, you too. Amen. Thank you so much, Mel. This was a lot of fun. And the Chag Pesach Sameach, as they say. Oh, I'm not, I'm still in denial. <laughs> I'm not it's ready. Coming. No, but you can always say, you know, Corona, Shvarona. 
Have you been vaccinated? I'm halfway. Eliyahu Anavi might come to the door and he's not vaccinated. What are we going to do? I'm sure he'll be wearing a mask. He's very considerate. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank dear. you. It was great hanging out with I'm you. I'm going to write to you. You haven't seen the end of me. I look forward to it. Bye-bye, dear. Bye. -bye, Bye, -bye. Dear.